Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to the Beacon Church podcast. It's our hope and our prayer that today's message inspires you and makes an impact on your life. Our mission is to simply spread hope and love throughout this community. We hope you enjoy today's message. Welcome to Beacon Church Online. I can't wait to share what God has laid on my heart today. And um, before I get into the message, please remember, if this really encourages you, drop a comment in the comment section below. Also, don't forget to subscribe and make sure you click the notifications tab so that way every week when we upload new content, you're notified and you can check out what we're doing. I believe God's going to speak to your heart today. It is Easter week. Maybe some of you are watching this right now on Easter Sunday. That is awesome. And maybe it's, I don't know, middle of the week or something, and you are tuning right in. So I want to jump into a passage of scripture with you that I love. I'm just going to read the very end of it because I think it's so powerful. And then later in our talk, I'm going to share a little bit more. So we're going to go to the book of Matthew chapter 28. We're just going to read verse 6 to start off with. Matthew chapter 28, we're going to start with verse 6. And it it simply says this, He is not here. He has risen, just as He said. Come and see the place where He lay. Now we're going to stop there, and I'll jump in a little bit and read some more. But I'm so glad that we don't serve a dead God. I'm so glad that Jesus, He did not stay in the tomb that in fact, he rose again. I want to chat with you about this for a little while. So will you pray with me? God, we lift your name on high. Bless the word. And I pray, Holy Spirit, everyone watching or listening can feel your presence and your change and do something in their heart and life. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Well, if you're like me, you probably are accustomed to ordering something online. Now, we live in a crazy, fast-paced world where it is so easy these days to just browse what you love, click add to cart, and then when you're ready, you just check out. Here's the catch, right? When you go and you get ready to pay, there's an option, sometimes several options below, and it's how long you want to wait before you get your package. How long do you want to wait? So do you want to wait uh, one to two business days? Do you want to wait the three to five? If you want to wait less time, you pay a little extra, right? Or if you don't want to pay anything, you get kind of the free service, whatever the standard delivery window is. Needless to say, you still have some sort of waiting. There's some kind of waiting that has to take place in order from you, from when you order the package to it actually being shipped on your door. Now, things have gotten a lot quicker over the years, and there's even places and things you can order same-day delivery. I want to talk to you, though, for a few minutes under this title. The wait is over. The wait is over. I'm not a patient person, and maybe you can understand that completely. Maybe you're listening or watching this, and you're like, yep, I can agree 100%. I am not a patient person whatsoever. So anytime I order a package online, me and my wife both, if we order something, 
we expect it to be delivered within the window that we paid for. If it is delayed, you best believe we want to figure out where's that thing at? Where's the package at? How much longer is it going to take? Because we're ready, right? It could be the middle of June or July, but it's like Christmas all over again when something gets shipped right to your front porch. It's awesome. But here's what here's what's so cool. In this verse, Matthew chapter 28, verse 6, says, He is not here. He is risen just as he said. Come see the place where he lay. When Jesus was crucified, humanity in the moment didn't know what to expect. It was as if they were waiting, but they didn't know what they were waiting for because many people didn't even expect him to come and raise back up again. I wonder how many of us use that excuse today. Maybe you said it even recently. When someone asks you what's going on, how's things, you say, oh, I'm just in a season, right? I'm just in a season of waiting. What does that even mean? I don't even know. What, what are we waiting on? What are you waiting for? Maybe you are waiting today. Maybe you're waiting on, I don't know, a new job. You're waiting on a new house to get built. You're, I don't know, waiting on a, a new relationship or may, waiting on the relationship to end. <laughs> I don't know. But sometimes I feel like we use that excuse, waiting, I'm in a season of waiting, to really mean something completely different. Maybe you're not in a season of waiting. Maybe you're actually in a season where you're stuck and you really don't know what you're waiting for. You're just sick and tired of being stuck in the same place that you are and you honestly have no idea how to get out. So whether you feel like you're waiting for something to take place or you actually just don't know how to get out of the rut that you're in, God He came and he rose again. And I think today, whatever you feel like you're waiting on, Jesus wants to remind you the wait is over. And some of us, like, maybe we've been looking to our friends to solve our problems. We've been waiting on our our friends to help us. We've been waiting on the church to help us. We've been turning to other things. We've been trying to solve our our mysterious problem or whatever we are stuck in with drugs, alcohol, or with sex, or all of these different things that try to fill this void, when in all reality, there's only one solution to the problems we face in this life today. And the solution is not found in something. I believe the solution is found in someone, and his name is Jesus Christ. Now, before you unclick or log off and you say, yeah, I've heard this message before, I got to remind you of something. Jesus came for you. Jesus came for you. God loved you so much. He loved you more than you will ever know in your entire life that he sent Jesus, his one and only son, to live a perfectly sinless life, to do all of these miracles, and he did everything right, And yet he still was murdered and killed on the cross. And he wasn't crucified for his sins. In fact, he was crucified for the sins that we commit and will continue to commit every single day. Jesus came and he died and he rose again for us to be able to live freely with him. That's huge right there. That's mind blowing. So the season you feel like you're waiting in or waiting on right now, just remember, maybe you think you're waiting, but in fact, Jesus is waiting on you. 
He's waiting on you to turn back to him and to give him your life. The beautiful thing is Jesus doesn't wait on you to fix yourself before you come to him. Jesus doesn't wait for you to get it all together, get your life all put back right so you can come to him. Jesus exists and his grace and his love and his mercy exist so that we come to him messed up. We come to him broken. We come to him hurting. We come to him with every problem laid out in front of us. And all we have to do is surrender and say, God, you are my solution. You are the solution to all of these problems that I can't seem to fix. So I'm going to trust in you today. The wait is over. If you're in a crew right now and you're surrounded with people or some company, maybe look to them to the left or to the right and just stare them, at, stare them down <laughs> and say, the wait is over. The wait is over. I believe in this. You can either choose to wait on a new tomorrow or you can start walking in something new today. Like say to yourself, today is my day to change. Today is a new day, right? Today I will walk in victory. Today I'll choose to walk in freedom. The reality is I can either choose to, to weep over the death of Jesus or I can rejoice in the victorious resurrection that occurred. That's why we celebrate what we celebrate, Resurrection Sunday. It's Easter and we praise God that Jesus didn't stay in the tomb, but he rose again. He basically said to the enemy, nope, not today. Not today, devil. He busted through the grave and he rose again to show us, to prove a point to humanity and to the earth itself that not even death can hold back the very power of our God and the love of Jesus Christ. I came to tell you today, whether you're listening or you're watching, that Jesus accepts you, that Jesus loves you with an eternal love that we can't even comprehend. He believes in you. He knows your faults. He knows your failures. He knows what you're going through. He knows when you will succeed. He knows when you will fail. He knows when you are stuck. He knows when you feel like you're waiting or when you can't get out. And yet he still believes in you. He still accepts you and he loves you. All he wants you to do is to stop trying to figure things out on your own and to turn to him so that he can help you with whatever it is that you are being faced with today. You're not meant to be waiting forever. You're not meant to be all alone in the wild, in the wilderness forever. Like God has not called you to be on an island out by yourself trying to solve your problems. God has called you to surround yourself with community and God has given us the power of Jesus Christ to help us through whatever it is that we are going through. Don't wait and try to get everything together before you ask Jesus for help. You can stop right here, right now today and say, God, I need your grace. I need your goodness. I need your forgiveness. I need your help so that whatever this is in my life, I don't have to be stuck anymore. I can be free from it by the power of Jesus Christ. Beacon Church our church. It exists. It was born out of the idea to be light in a dark place, to be light in this dark world. I think the church, the big C, if you will, the church as a whole, 
ought to be a place that's not dead, but alive. If we're going to rejoice in the name of Jesus, then we ought to celebrate his goodness, his faithfulness, his resurrection, right? We ought to be a church that's alive, not a church that's dead, a place where people can celebrate Jesus, a place where people can belong and be themselves, a place where people can find love and find hope. I say this to our team and to our friends all the time. We, we don't exist to be just a crowd. We exist to be a community because that's what God has created us for. It was the end of January 2015. And we just finished up one of the greatest seasons of what my wife and I uh, felt like we have been involved in in ministry. It was late January 2015. We've been in California for just about a year under incredible leadership, learning and growing and feeling like God had really spoke to our heart. And it was within that month, though, we felt this turmoil inside of us. At first, we were trying to figure out what in the world do we do? What is this? My wife and I both prayed and felt this call to go back to the East Coast, we had moved from the East Coast just the year before to the West Coast and been involved out there. Now we're coming back full circle. The reality is when we felt this tug in our heart, we didn't wait to try to get everything put together. We didn't wait to have all of our ducks in a row. We didn't, we didn't wait. We just picked things up and we said yes to the call of God. And we set sail. We moved back to the East Coast. We didn't have a car. We didn't have jobs lined up back home. And the greatest thing of all was my wife was seven months pregnant. And we're thinking to ourselves, what city are we going to go back to? Where are we going to get her immediately, uh, you know, put in the doctor and make sure things are good? And we had no idea what we were doing other than saying yes to the burden we felt God lay on our heart. We could have done what was logical and wait to have everything in place. We could have waited to get a car and waited to have jobs lined up and even waited for her to have the baby and then say, yeah, this is more realistic. Now we can move. But we felt like God was saying go. So we stepped out in faith, honestly, knowing that God was going to be with us every step of the way. And so we got back home to the East Coast. We settled back in the city we were in. God was birthing a vision in our hearts for this very ministry. And all of a sudden, things begin to fall in line. We got a position available to jump on staff at a church. We had a, a car that we were able to drive. And what came even quicker than we realized was our son, our baby boy. Because just after we moved there, within about four weeks, my wife developed some complications in her pregnancy and what was a routine doctor's appointment turned out to be a conversation with the doctor who said, you're going to meet your son today. It was a scary, wild weekend for us. It was a, a weekend full of having to hold on to God and hold on to faith. But I remember feeling in the very room where my son was, as he's hooked up to oxygen because he was born premature and he was only five pounds and his lungs were underdeveloped. And as he's hooked up to oxygen, breathing, developing, I just remember feeling the peace of Jesus, the very peace of God, the very hand of God over our family. 
And it was as if, it was as if God was, was speaking to me and speaking to us and saying, I didn't call you all the way back here for things to just fall apart. And although it looked completely different than we thought it would, although it was very scary, we held on to the hope that we knew we had in Jesus Christ. And now my son is five, almost six years old. My wife is healthier than ever. And guess what? Things are absolutely incredible. Why? Because we chose not to wait on when we felt like everything was in line. We chose to step out and say yes to Jesus. I'm here to tell you today, the wait is over. The wait is over. Stop waiting on whatever it is you feel like you've got to see or to feel or to accomplish, to step out. No, today is your day. I believe Jesus is telling some of you right now, today is your day. Step out in faith. Do you trust me enough that I will align everything for you to be successful and you to be used and to walk into your destiny today? The wait is over. The wait is over. The the beauty of, you know, God's word and what we have in our hands today, the Bible, is we know the story of Jesus, right? We read the text and we know, yes, he was crucified, but then he rose again. But what's wild is put yourself back in the shoes of the very moment it happened. You have all of his disciples who were scattered and dispersed, completely distraught at, at the tension of the moment that the guy who they just did life with and watched do all these miracles, the Messiah, has been killed. And so I want to pick up a text here in the book of John, chapter 24, a minute. I'm going to start at verse 19 because I think you'll find this very interesting. Jesus had just been put in the tomb. It had been overnight, and here's what happened. It says in verse 19, that Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting uh, behind closed, behind locked doors, because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. They were afraid that the Jewish leaders that killed him would come searching for all the other followers of Jesus. So they locked the doors in this upper room where they were as they are just trying to figure out, what are we going to do? And look at what it says. This is incredible. Suddenly, I believe in a suddenly. I believe that suddenly anything can change. And for these guys, something big just happens. Suddenly, it says, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. And as he spoke, he showed him his wounds in his hands and his side, and they were filled with joy. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. You know what this proves right here, okay? You know what this proves? Even when you feel stuck, okay? Even when you feel all alone, even when you feel like you've been waiting and waiting and waiting for change, Better yet, when you feel locked up in something you can't get out of, okay? I'm glad that Jesus doesn't need a door. I'm glad that that he doesn't need a gate code to get in. I'm glad Jesus doesn't need a key fob into our heart and life. Like, Jesus was man enough to feel pain. He He was human enough to eat bread, to break bread. And yet, he had real emotion, but he was spirit enough. He was spirit enough that he could just show up into a locked room. I'm so glad that even when we feel like we can't get out, Jesus can still get in. Come on, somebody. Even when we feel like we are so stuck in a place that we don't know which way to turn, God can show up 
in the midst of whatever it is that we are facing and make an appearance and say, I am here with you. Don't worry, bro. I've got your back. I'm by your side. I'm right here with you. We serve a God that can come into any situation and restore our hope, bring us life, forgive us of our mistakes, because he reminds us the wait is over. The wait is over. You don't have to stay here anymore. What's crazy about this passage is there's something missing. There was somebody actually missing. And if we keep reading for a second, verse 24 of John chapter 20, uh, it's pretty cool what Jesus does. It says in verse 24 that one of the 12 disciples, Thomas, he was nicknamed the twin, he was not with the others when Jesus made that appearance. So they, they told him, you know, we've seen the Lord. And, and here's Thomas's response in verse 26. Because basically he's saying, I, I don't believe you. And in fact, I won't, I won't even believe you unless I see this really take place. He, Thomas tended to have some doubts, okay? Look what happened in verse 26. Eight days later, the disciples were together again. Okay, this time Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly, here we go again, suddenly as before, Jesus was standing among them and he said, peace be with you. And then Thomas, he says this, he says, put your finger here and look at my hands and put your hand into the wound of my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. So not only Will he come into whatever challenges you are facing, even when you feel like you're stuck and you can't get out? But what is incredible is he will always come back for the one. Jesus cares about the one, a.k.a. Jesus cares about you. Jesus came back just to show Thomas that everything that they were saying was in fact true, which means, guess what? Even when you have your doubts, even when you're not sure how things are, even when you're questioning, is this God? Is this me? Is this something in between? Jesus will show up again and again and again and again in your life just to say, I'm here with you. Do you trust me? Don't doubt any longer. Don't be faithless any longer because I am here with you. The wait is over. You don't have to wait anymore because I've got your back. I'm by your side. He will never get angry. He'll never stop forgiving. And he will always love you. I don't know about you guys, but I am so glad that we don't serve a dead God. I'm so glad Jesus didn't stay in the grave. I'm so thankful that we serve Jesus who rose again for all of us. This is a powerful story and a powerful time to remember just how much he cares for you. His resurrection proves we don't have to stay where we are. His resurrection proves the wait is over. Will you pray with me today? And listen, as I pray, if this has really encouraged you, maybe you've been watching this and you feel like the weight that you have been feeling, not W-A-I-T, but the weight W-E-I-G-H-T that's been in your life, you're tired of carrying Maybe today you feel like, I want to surrender this my whole life to Jesus. Have a relationship with him. Walk with him. 
I'm going to pray a prayer, and I want you to surrender your life to Jesus today. Maybe you're listening or watching, and you say, yeah, I've had a relationship with Jesus, but I've walked away, and today I want to come back to Jesus. I want to walk with Him again. As I pray, you pray, and allow God to do something special in your life. Will you pray with me today? Holy Spirit, we take a moment, and we surrender our hearts. God, and we ask, Father, for every individual who is watching and listening to this today, that they will be reminded of your grace. They will be reminded of your love for their life. So God, we invite you. We invite you into our heart and we ask that you forgive us. God, we ask that you wash us clean of every sin that we have committed and that you save our life, Father. Live inside of us, Jesus, and let us walk with you in a relationship so that we can see you again in the future. So today, God, we know you want to do something. And I pray that every person listening and watching can make a change and be reminded that they don't have to wait anymore. You are here in our midst and you want to take us to places that we can't get ourselves. So we love you and we thank you. God, and we honor you today. Jesus, we say thank you that you chose to be sacrificed, crucified on the cross for not your sins, but our sin. And that we have grace and forgiveness because of it. Thank you for the resurrection and for your Holy Spirit. We love you in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Wow. And amen. I hope this encouraged you today. I hope this was a reminder that the wait is over. Okay. Listen, if this encouraged you, please drop a comment below. Keep in touch with us. Shoot us an email and feel free at any time to go back and watch more messages because we believe God is doing something in the life of this church, Beacon Church Online. Hey, we'll see you later next week. Hey, family. Thank you for watching the message today. We hope it really encouraged you. And if you would like to give, please go online and click on the Give Now button. There you are able to give. We are grateful as you give generously. And more importantly, if you would like to stay connected to us, please visit our website. There you are able to join a crew of your choice. And we can't wait to know more about you. Stay connected. We love you. Peace.